It's time for the Mega Show, baby. You know what's up. You're getting all that good, hot, fun, mega stuff. <laughs> you got, what, <laughs> hot, fun, mega stuff. Oh, hot, fun, man. mega stuff. Wow. I was thinking about. I was thinking about food. Yeah, I don't right. know what you uh, you bots were 15 thinking about. Fifteen seconds. We've already I, derailed the show. Congratulations. I was thinking about some hot, mm. sweaty food, some good, delicious <laughs> cheeseburgers uh -huh. that fuel me <laughs> and my rage talk to Rob and entertain Food all of you with this tater. mega awesomeness. Mm, tater thoughts. <laughs> Our intros are, are so informative, Hot. Brandon. Like, <laughs> I learned so we, much. We give it to you good. <laughs> you, you know what you're going to get. You, you're getting it hot oh, no. from the taters. From the tater. From the tater to your, to your, to your, from the taters to, to the players. Ooh. Mega mm -hmm. show. Mega show. Sketch rap. That's how mega we do show. it on the mega show. We gotta say this seven times so people remember the name of the show. Sketch hey, it's the mega show. Mega show is about to start. See here, Brandon, are you back? Yes, I am. It's weird. I can't hear the the audio when the new video plays in the stream. So, all right. Well, I will have to see what's going on there. Um. Check out the new room, wow, Brandon. Look at the, yeah, look at that setup. I, I, it uh, caught me off guard as well, man. It's Christmas in the sketch cave. <laughs> look at look at all my stuff. Right, that is cool. This ain't nothing. Like in the other room is where I got the turtles. I got the uh -huh. turtles in there, and I got. I, I'll have to take photos sometime and hope no one robs me. I'm not gonna lie. The papers above your face that are hanging off the edge. Of your those are uh, deadlines. <laughs> they are, they are, they It's giving me anxiety how they're just randomly there. Uh huh. Just about ready to fall out. That's yeah, that right there. Just gonna fall on your sense. Yeah, that that's. I gotta have that right near me when I'm working. So. Oh goodness. Uh, what's up? Everyone's in there. We got the Armando. Best your setup has looked. Huh? This is the best your setup has looked as far as your room and everything, and just. Coming together. It's as know, if I spent make, money. It's as if I spent money. Right? Like yeah. way too right. much. Like, right. like probably value has gone up. <laughs> right. right. So a lot of this too is getting like, there's some other stuff in here that's getting reworked. I got a bunch of color pencil storage and there's secondary level of arranging that has to be done. But I got this in the game room you're gonna be super impressed with. But um but yeah, so the papers, that's yeah, that's top secret stuff, but it's right there because I need access to it. So this is the new sketch game. Hey. Oh, Brandon. It's been a long time. It's been a while since we've had you up here. You know, I've tried to do podcasts three or four times now, right, Brandon? Yeah. And uh, every time I've canceled. <laughs> yep. I mean, it was like you and you don't give me you don't really give me much of a heads up either. So I'm like sitting here just like Oh, should I go run errands? What should I do? And then you're just like, you just text me tomorrow. And then I won't hear from you the next day. I'm like, all right, well, well, I guess we'll eventually get to it. Yeah, well, unfortunately, one time my, my pat, my had to, oh, so let's get everyone updated. Brandon, what's your life been like? What have you been up to? Fucking hell. I mean, in a different way than yours has been. Mine has been medical problems. Uh, 
if you didn't listen to a previous cast, basically I played all sorts of hell with my newish doctor who didn't seem to want to get me better. And then she finally um, put me on some medicines for thyroid hyperthyroidism and high blood pressure because I felt like I was dying and having heart attacks and fatigued and just felt like death. Fascinating. And, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. And then she was supposed to do a follow-up on the medication. So I call and my doctor just left. She's like, oh, they're like, yeah, she's not the primary doctor here anymore. So uh, we might have a new primary at the end of January. I'm like, oh, cool. I'll just die in the meantime. From She went to I- Ibiza? Is it Ibiza? What is that? <laughs> I took a pill and a... Yeah. yeah, yeah, Mike oh, Posner, right? You took yeah, she, a pill and she, I... <laughs> yeah, she called me. She was like, before, when I first started, she was like, yeah, get back to me. Come back and see me next week. Well, I'm pretty sure she didn't plan it last minute because she was on vacation and traveling the Mediterranean and all the wonderful places while I was dying. So finally, I got a hold of my previous doctor who's at a different location. He's like, well, I could see you in like two and a half weeks. I'm like cool so i gotta go through this whole thing again because i'm sure he'll want to run his own blood test yeah, this his is own the thing. best story i've ever heard anyway glad you shared it <laughs> you know hey hmm. it ain't easy to be a mega potato okay <laughs> okay so that's what you've been up to and working on some art has is santa potato visiting the family this year <laughs> Santa, but Santa don't come to the ghetto. <laughs> no, that's the shirt I want in the Sketchcraft merch. We got to get the Teespring set up, and we're uh-huh. Santa Potato don't come to the ghetto. <laughs> there like, you go. <laughs> true. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. We ain't getting no gifts. Uh, nope. Nothing. Well, I've been busy. So, other than Ibiza, Ibiza. Ibiza, thank you, Raven Dean. Got to keep the tabs on that chat room, Raven. Sorry. Get one job. So I have been busy. First off, a big shout out to all of the Game Cave backers who said, Rob, you can keep the money. We don't want a refund. There was a good amount of people who did that. And thank you, because... That money I took out on a loan, that, that, that's with interest. So yeah. I got to pay that back. Like a certain amount, like it starts to rack up. So hopefully I'll have that taken care of sooner than later. So that was super helpful. And then there were, there were a bunch who were like, man, I really wish I could, but I need the money. And I'm like, no problem. So they've been taking care of. Everyone's all caught up. So, so far. So not everyone's checked in. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take a while. But we're doing yeah. pretty good there. And um, on a little bit of a down note, my best buddy in the world, my cat, Reese's, passed away two weeks ago. So that was a bummer. Um, I made a post on it, my little dude. So I got my wine up here. Just want a little, little shout out to my buddy Reese's. First Christmas, I haven't been with him since 13, 14 years. It's crazy. So I miss you, dude. Ah, I miss my little dude, man. Stuff. I actually, I actually liked your cat, and I usually hate cats. But yours was cool as shit. You know, every time I came in, he was friendly to me. He wasn't a dick. He didn't try to bite me. He, you know, I was. I, I actually liked him. I'm not just saying that because he's your cat. If I didn't like your cat, I would tell you. You know, but 
I usually hate cats. I'm a very big dog person, but your cat was nice. He never was like a dick to me. Like some cats where they, they bite your hand and you're just like, dude, what, why? So yeah, good cat. Yeah. He was a good dude, man. He, we fought the cancer hard. I gotta say we fought, did everything we yeah. could, but there just came a point, you know, where it's like, can't go on any further. And I refuse to let him go at the vet. So there is a local service, a vet and a tech come out, um, gentle goodbyes, and they, you know, get to do it all here at the house in his favorite little spot near the fireplace. And so, yeah, it was a real, it was a real bummer, right? So that was the night I was supposed to do podcasts. I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not up for this right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was waterworks everywhere, folks. So, um, and now, you know, like my puppy, she's only been around the, she she's seven now, so she's only known him around, you know. So she's going through the where's the cat thing, and you know, right. As best as I can tell, so there's some level of depression a little bit, but we're doing what we can. So we got some new toys, and uh, yeah, so a little bit of a bummer there. On the fun side, ah, what is the fun? Side? I got some commissions coming up, Brandon. <laughs> I got more work. Can you believe it? No. So we're going to be doing some color pencils, some digital character commissions, and a sketchbook here real soon on the weekends. So if you've been wondering, Rob, when are you going to stream some traditional art? The weekends is when I'm going to do it in the mornings between 7 and 8 a.m. through 12 to 2 p.m. moving forward unless I'm under the weather. Um, and that's just because I don't want to drip snots all over, <laughs> over right. your art. I remember I worked on a commission once and I was live streaming and the guy's like, dude, you don't have to be sick all over my art. I'm like, you're right. <laughs> I'll just put that over there and go get better. So um, that's coming up soon. That's super exciting. And then what else? Um, well, I got some Oculus Quest stuff in. Oh, so Oculus Quest did a thing where they added a link cable option so you can plug it in with the cable to your PC and play games designed for the Rift um, mm -hmm. on Steam Store or Oculus Store. And so there's a bunch of games on there that obviously aren't available on Quest. I still prefer it being wireless, but there's this chess game. I think it's called like Magical Quest or something like that. It's got a weird name, but it, it's chess. But you're in a, like a tavern, and there's like a troll sitting across from you. You know, okay. and like it's super moody, and I can, you can go over there, pick up the pieces, and move them, and and it's super minimal, but like it's so fucking cool, man. Like that's how I like to play chess now. And I'm like, uh -huh. you know, if they just put some money into this, like I can imagine like different creatures and and the travelers and adventurers coming in and out of the the, the, the tavern while you're playing, and then maybe as right. it gets down to the wire, like more people get around. You know, like it'd be cool to buy drinks and like pretend to drink it, and then you get like all wobbly. You know, like, when you get drunk in Skyrim and shit, like, so, I've been playing that game, like, and I've been trying to, like, reach out to those developers, but they don't seem to, like, care what I have to say, but, All right. <laughs> but it's super fun, so I've been up in here, in this room, playing chess against uh, a troll. I was at the barbershop today, I just hang out there when I got free time, and uh, I was telling them today about, I'm like, what have you been doing, Rob? I'm like, well, I've been playing chess. They're like, oh, yeah? I'm like, where? I'm like, well, against a troll, and they're like, Looking at me, I'm like, yeah, like a troll, like for real troll. Like, <laughs> like an internet troll? Like, no, no, like a troll in VR. So it'd be cool, man, have like a little pet dragon flying around and shit, dude. Ray, uh, Raven King says, so like Hearthstone, but with chess? Like an actual chess board. Yeah, you could just reach over and just play normal chess. Yeah. I don't know how to play chess. 
I know how to play checkers. I'm a simple man. Uh, okay, Spuds. We're going to have to work I'm on simple. that. I'm a simple. You don't have to be good, but I think you, yeah, we got to we gotta fix your head. <laughs> I, could, I could beat you in checkers. Or wait, Yeah, checkers. <laughs> you don't even know the game you play, <laughs> right? I'll show, I'll Special show needs you. potato today, oh, right? Yes. Yeah, it's, something, something's not right. Something's a little off today. Peanut butter falcon potato tonight. Yeah. So, hmm. All right, Brandon. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, <laughs> huh. You wanna you want me to update you on my Red Bull addiction? Yeah, so let's so in the pre show, Brandon was telling me about his current energy drink consumption, and I had made the comment that perhaps if he was going to wing drinking those, drinking those, he should perhaps do it before we get on air. So he's uh, animated. And then you proceeded to reply that you've given up drinking all energy drinks. I went cold turkey. Again. And it's, it's been hell. Yeah, again. Uh, this time I think it's going to be for... No, I can't finish it. I can't finish that sentence. But I'll say this time... <laughs> you can't uh, even commit no, to your non-committal. <laughs> <laughs> it's been, it's been uh, six days, five days since I've had one. I went cold turkey. I just... I uh, I was drinking about one to two cans a day, uh, eight or twelve ounce cans. So let's just say two twelve ounce cans a day. One when I wake up, and then one around lunchtime to keep me going. Um, it may just may have contributed to my high blood pressure. <laughs> you there's think? a chance. There's a chance mm-hmm. that you know my blood pressure has gotten a little bit better in the last six days since six days. <laughs> the exact amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had, I had just, I had this, it, it feels like I'm, it felt like lately that I've been having a heart attack and like not being able to like, my chest feels heavy, like anxiety, you know, it feels like anxiety. Yeah. You got to stop with those drinks. My head, my head starts getting the pressure and that's another reason I need to get, check my, you know, maybe get a better blood pressure medicine, but yeah, I had to give up cause I love, and I mean, Oh God. I, it's so bad right now. I would. I just want one. I want a yellow Red Bull so bad. They're my favorite. They're so good. They're so good. I want one so the Raven bad. King asks, "What's Rob's vice?" Um, always has been coffee. This past year, though, I've gone to a mix of half and half decaf and regular. So, mm-hmm. um, like, and then I like flavor bobas? it with teas. So, bobas are like a a treat that's not good for you, right? Yeah, but that's in the latter half of the year. Like right now, I'm packing about 15 pounds of water weight. So I go off my diet around November, and then I just get super fat. So like Ari, Ari says, it's okay, Brandon. The mango monsters own my soul right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, I don't like Coca-Cola, Raven King, because it, it gives me a like heartburn. I can drink cherry Coca-Cola, but regular Coca-Cola messes with me. But... I don't really like monsters. I don't. I mean, yellow Red Bull is the only energy drinks I really like, and I like the strawberry whipped rock stars, but that's way too much. Those Jesus cans will Brandon. kill. Me. I, I can't drink. Those. <laughs> I know. I right? gave it's all like, that stuff up back in 2012. You know, um, it's like hearing someone talk about drugs. Yeah, man. You know, I, I dabbled in this, and then I switched to this hard stuff, and then now the things I do behind a trash can to get my hands on some of this. My come to Jeebus moment with with sugary drinks was um, my my back tooth cracked, you know, oh, yeah. and I could tell you like it was a combination of donuts and uh, Jolly Ranchers and Rockstar. 
Jesus. So I'd get a Jolly Rancher and I'd get a Rockstar and just swirl around. Like, oh, that's so awesome. And then my teeth fall out. So, uh, lesson learned. That was six grand. <laughs> it was my entire savings at the time wiped out because I didn't have dental insurance. So, yeah, I learned my lesson. So I don't do that anymore. So I have uh, black coffee. Sometimes I have some sugar-free vanilla I put in there with Earl Grey. Um, in the morning, I do a chai tea. Uh, then I do my half decaf, half coffee mix, and I flavor that with different teas throughout the day. Sometimes I get an Irish breakfast, sometimes I have a butterscotch tea, and the other times I have the Earl Grey, or I just drink it black. So, And Brandon can uh, test. I mostly drink it black. Right, Brandon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had him test, try my flavored coffee once, and just was too bitter for Brandon. Like, I remember yeah, the look yeah. on your face, where you're like, ooh. I wanted to spit it straight out, like immediately as it went into my mouth i was just like i don't like this at all it was just the roast taste of it i guess i don't know i just but you're I just addicted it. to sugar man yeah oh i know oh i know i'm okay with that okay so uh it's been a little bit oh man so what else we got to talk about here um hmm Let's get into Brandon had a topic he wanted to bring up about Liefeld. <laughs> so uh I'm gonna let Brandon talk about this one. Yay. Yeah, we never really talked about this, but uh in the middle of October, apparently uh Liefeld had a little spat with Marvel. Not Marvel the the movie studios so much, just Marvel the publications, where it seemed like that whole book that he came out with called uh, Major X, uh, which he apparently created, um, they were trying to like, he was saying they were doing shady practices, which sounds like they weren't giving him due credit or money, most likely, for the character that he came up with for them. And he went on a nice, like he does, an online little rant, which he's always very vague about. But, you know, he said things like, I got to shake, shake up that good old boy network that's been making things up as they go. You have no idea. Huh. And then, uh, yeah. So, Good old you know, boy then he, <laughs> yeah, that's, he's a, implying you know, they're racist. Yeah. That's, that's what it's, uh, I don't know. You know, but it's, I don't know. As, <laughs> as, yeah, as, as artists, we have to protect ourselves from practices that compromise our livelihood. I have always campaigned creators rights and I always will or championed. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also goes on to say that true story back in 1996 marvel filed a motion against me that stated stated in the complaint that i created a character called fighting american in order to prevent me from publishing it it was sent over blah blah, blah at a certain time which he did have a character he did have fighting that american was joe was... sinnott's character in jack Kirby, right like yeah something yeah. like that he just licensed yeah. it from them yeah. Yeah. So Which predated Captain America, I think. Yeah. So he, I don't know what to take from it. You know, I mean, Marvel does have a history of not giving due to the creators of things. You know, they don't. You they the don't heck really... you say? <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, there is you know validity to what he says. You know, is not life. Lifefield does go a little holier than thou when he's he's preaching, but. You know, I it's mean, a it, look. It's complicated. It's complicated, yeah. right? Like asterisks. It's complicated with Liefeld. You know, like yeah. he'll have a point, 
But then it'll be like, yeah, you champions created rights until like you don't own the book that helped found image. Like I don't know, man. Like until <laughs> you sell away your creator's rights, you know, or I don't know, man. Like you know, or you poach talent and get thrown out of the company that champions creators rights. And, and I don't know. Like it's always some weird like asterisks, you know. I mean, legally, like, if you created a character and you're supposed to give him credit, the credit comes with royalties, you know? So if they're not giving him credit, then he's not getting royalties on it. And, yeah. you know, then they have to honor that. Like, you know, I mean, if you don't want to... Dude, they're so big now. What kills me about Marvel is they run it like there's still some independent little podunk company out in the mid-90s waiting to go bankrupt, you know? They right. don't run it like they're part of a mega corporation that makes... $10 billion at the box office this year alone, you know? Yeah. So it's like, if you don't want to fucking pay them, then don't have them create new characters. Just pay them to fucking draw Dr. Octopus, you know? Right. Rob Liefeld's Dr. Octopus. Like, stop asking. Like, I don't know. And why even. Sorry, go ahead. Go on. No, you go ahead. Why even. And what I don't get is, is if you're Rob Liefeld and you know the track history, are you just. Are you just doing it because you know there's a chance that it might go down like this? I mean, what's the? It's like if you know that 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 the situation's bad for you, okay? And you could mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. could have created the Major X on his own or whatever on his no. own. No, yeah. <laughs> no, that I character mean, had to be in the MCU, right? Uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he can, he can do whatever. He's rich enough where he can do whatever he wants as far as creatively, probably the rest of his life, and it'd be fine if he wants to create a new character every other week he can he has that liberty and that's awesome for him he earned it you know that's that's good for him he's got the money he's got the freedom but why go back to these companies that you know is not going to give you fair fair rights to the characters and then just turn around and complain about it like, you ever hear like, the phrase like, brandon you ever hear the phrase better the devil you know <laughs> no i've heard that one yeah it's like why go back to that thing well i mean you knew yeah well but i knew that they were gonna you know at least there isn't any uncertainty. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, I mean, all, he does. I, I I haven't read any of the Major X books. I don't have a problem with it. I, I, don't, I don't really care one way or the other. I'm like, it's cool. Like, whatever. Um, what I did notice, it looked like there was already, like, a Major X dog. Am I wrong about that? Or right? Like, did he already, like, was, Deadpoolize no, the, the whole Deadpool thing? Dog. The Deadpool was the. Well, he had the Deadpool corpse where it was Deadpool dog, Deadpool zombie head, lady. Was he Deadpool. doing that to Major? I thought I saw something where he was doing that again. Like it was just. Mm, no? I don't think okay. it was. Right. I okay. could be wrong, but. Never mind. I stand corrected. Whatever. There's some group of dudes out there who've been doing some, like, they're on my Facebook. Um, and I don't mean any ill will to them. I just don't remember their names. But I know, like, they've been championing that he swiped the design of that helmet from their book. And they do a very extreme studio-style book, you know? And then eventually he was, like, arguing back and forth with them about it, you know, on there. And I just had to mute him. But I'm like, quite frankly, the X on the helmet kind of comes from Judge Dredd, really, you know? Right. When you really think about it. So it's not, you know, like, chill out. (sighs) I mean, there's not, honestly... I don't. I don't care because Liefeld doesn't like me already. Um, I think the. I think the design for me. There's a shirt we can put. Yeah. <laughs> Liefeld doesn't like me. Yet. I don't care. Liefeld doesn't like me already. Like okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it looks. The design is stupid. It really is. The guy's wearing a helmet with an X on it, 
with little tabs on the side, and he's wearing just a, a full body suit with an axe and a glowing egg on its chest. It's to be stupid. to be fair, stupid. the design of Ant Man is kind of stupid too. I, I the helmet on Ant Man's cool though. The little it's speaker box. And just Brandon is just as dumb. Like it's in the same category of dumb. You know, you could say it's above or below it, but it's in that same slot. You know. You know what? I didn't. I didn't realize that. And I don't know if it's the coloring or not, but it looks like uh, the Major X character is is maybe African American, and maybe that's why he's that his tweets sound a little like calling Marvel racist. Huh. I don't know. It's weird, but I have no clue. <laughs> yeah, You've you opened know, up a box I don't want to step into. Well, I'm yeah. just saying, I never, you never know with Liefeld's tweets. You like, he has, he'll have a point, and then he goes fucking way off the reservation. You're just like, wait, what? What? What were you talking about? And you're like, dude, you had a good point. You should have ran with that. So, well, he used to. So, not him, but McFarlane used to do this column in the back of Wizard Magazine, mm-hmm. um, and I just remember like he had to run a whole. He ran a whole column once. It was like. I don't know, like a thousand words just defending Liefeld right before they threw him out. Jesus. You know, like I just so like his shenanigans just go way back, you know. And I, I I'm not, I don't really like. It's so weird. It's like I like the action figureness of his characters, right? Like especially <laughs> the ones from the mid '90s, because you know I was a teenager. I enjoy that they're action figurey. People go, "This is not realistic." Yeah, neither's fucking He-Man, dude. You know what I mean? Now there's Transformers. His truck isn't going to transform into a giant robot. You know what I mean? Just chill out. Um, Silverhawks ain't. You know, like, it, it, G.A. Joe, really, you know? So, if you know it's not realistic, fucking DuckTales. So. <laughs> what? <laughs> Brandon's like, right? <laughs> am I ruining Mind Christmas blown. for you, Brandon? You did. Mind blown. So. So it's like I like the action figureness of them. I like that when when they were first doing the Image Universe, like, and and his characters would appear in other books, like when they would appear, when Bad Rock would appear or Bedrock at the time would appear in Savage Dragon, they would all write those characters as if they were talking to Liefeld. <laughs> they were always like real, like one dimensional and sort of like boom punch kick, you know. And yeah. <laughs> so I like that that sort of you know, early teen teenager like uh angst was sort of synonymous with that product, you know? So Right. And you also got this extra layer of like he's never gonna finish a book. Like whatever book comes out, there's no fucking way this lasts more than maybe one issue. Like right. <laughs> and he would he would draw one and then kinda two and then you'd sort of see like layouts and then by Liefeld, you know, filler by right. someone else. And then it would go away. Um, mm-hmm. I think now his art sort of on autopilot, so he does finish the books. But it's like, all right, you know, whatever. I mean, right. I just I just don't know, like, if I, I don't know. I just don't understand. Like, I imagine what will happen is within, like, six months, he'll just be like, they're the best ever. We're all friends again. Yeah, so. we're back. We're back. I just he'll get a major X movie deal and <laughs> right it'll be a Netflix show or something yeah what if major X is the first MCU character 
mutant character brought into the MCU. You think that'll just piss off like all the internet? <laughs> oh yeah, they would lose. They would lose their shit. I hope. Oh, ugh, ugh. Right. Ugh. Right. You could. You could see like it happening. Right. So. Speaking of uh, MCU universe, you see who they uh, they might cast as Moon Knight. You see who uh, MCU direct and a couple other people are reporting might play Moon Knight now. Let's pretend I don't know, and you you let everyone know. Daniel, Harry, Mother, and Potter, Radcliffe. I thought he was supposed to be Wolverine, Brandon. Now that. <laughs> Now, the Moon Knight character is very Wolverine-esque, okay? And you said you couldn't see... Now, just to reiterate here, people, I told Rob my pick for Wolverine should be Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, (laughs) Hold on. I (laughs) I can't. It still makes me laugh. Get it out. Get it out. Get it out. (laughs) (laughs) It really would be a Harry Potter. Yes. Right. <laughs> listen, listen. I saw Daniel Radcliffe in the movie Horns, okay? And he played a bad mother effer, okay? He got, he just, he zoned in on that. It was no longer Harry Potter, okay? And then he was in that jungle movie, right? Where he goes a little crazy in the jungle. Now, I said, if you put like a good 30 pounds of muscle on Daniel Radcliffe, he would make a badass Wolverine to carry in to the MCU. Rob laughed at me like so. But, uh, you know, I've seen reports that Daniel Radcliffe could play uh, Moon Knight, and he would still have to bulk up. He has he has the look. I think just as good. He would still play that gritty, borderline psychopathic character, which I think he could, and it'd be a great role for him. I wish it would have been Wolverine, so I could have thrown it in Rob's face. But hey, it's still MCU character, and I was pretty damn close. Have they ever got the casting for an MCU character right ahead of time? I can't think of one off the top of my head. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was supposed to be Joaquin Phoenix's Doctor Strange, right? Supposed to be... Uh... But then those characters at least audition. You know, it wasn't like they were just... Yeah, but it doesn't matter. So maybe he auditioned. I'm not saying that he didn't get in the room and they haven't they haven't had concept art with his face attached to it to see what it would what, look like. What do, you, what do you got against Daniel Radcliffe, Rob? Nothing, but isn't Moon Knight Egyptian? Uh, he's Jewish, I believe. And I think, don't quote me, not anybody will. I thought Daniel Radcliffe was also Jewish, but I could be wrong. But I believe Moon Knight is a Jewish character, not Egyptian. The God that he is, uh, gets his powers from is an Egyptian God. I think the actual Marine character that he plays is Jewish descent. Okay. All right. Okay. I could be wrong, but I do know that. But what they, happens if we they, wake up tomorrow and Michael B. Jordan's been cast as Moon Knight? Then will people that'd shut be up? Fucking awesome too. <laughs> that'd be awesome too. Because <laughs> Michael B. Jordan's a great actor. That'd be great too. I'd he be like, plays a villain. Yeah. He can't be. I know, guys. I didn't mean literally. You know, like. <laughs> oh shit! Wait, never mind. That's right. He was in Black, Black Panther. Yeah. Um, I don't care one way or the other. You know. It doesn't I, matter who they put in these roles; they're still going to be make it halfway. No, decent. it matters who they put in the roles. Like, let's just not go there. <laughs> if they cast Gary Busey as Moon Knight, you're going to get a whole other movie <laughs> like, or show, right? Fucking Nick, Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte uh, well I do me. believe I am the Egyptian god of. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> I like it. Right. Okay. So, I mean, you tell me. I mean, uh, I really only know Moon Knight from the Stephen Platt issues. So uh, that's. See, I know I'm more of a David Finch Moon Knight run. Okay. Um, different different times for us, I guess. But I like yeah, David I'd Finch. Say. I like I like the David Finch run on uh, Moon Knight. It was really really cool. So I like that. Okay. You like yeah. you know. well, you because you you wanted him as Wolverine. Well, I told you he, he's not going to be Wolverine. I like Daniel Radcliffe as a character who is somewhat sane, somewhat unstable, can really go batshit crazy, and can play and a Lawrence, farting corpse for about an hour and a half. You know what? That movie wasn't the best movie, but it wasn't a bad movie. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> the guys, there's two guys. There's two uh, two guys that I believe they're both Daniel and Daniel. The guys that direct, I can't remember. They have, they both had the same name. They directed a whole bunch of cool music videos, and they're the ones who directed that. And I liked it. I liked it visually. Okay. Didn't have, didn't have, it wasn't the greatest movie or story. It was better than Eye Boy. So does Moon Knight have like a cave, like a moon cave? Like does he have moon gadgets, or does he have? He, any... No, he just pretty much from well, the David Finch run. He just has like a really rich apartment. He just got a nice right. mercenary style apartment that he just hangs his shit up. And so he kind of has a butler. He's almost like Batman, but. So when it comes to Moon Knight, like if they don't have like a like okay, I would say this. Like if the production design on his cape is like very CW like CW ish, you know, like 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 at what point what do you want to see visually? Like like <laughs> I'm just wondering even... he's a dude with a cape, so you think they'll go like more Nolan esque or they'll keep the MCU look obviously, but like I say no cape. I say they go stealth suit kind of like the black widow stealth suit and the taskmaster suit i say they go just the grayish off-white stealth style suit i don't even think with black incorporated with in it and so i don't even think they go cape whatsoever because he's basically like a he's an ex sniper military cia spook type character and i think to stay away from the look of batman which he gets compared to a lot I think he'll have like um, I don't want to say motorcycle jacket because that's very daredevil back in the day, but I say some kind of stealth suit where he still has the hood that he can flip up, but no cape. I, I, I you know, kind of like maybe a mix of the daredevil. See, I think suit. if they don't have the cape, they're going to get a lot of shit. Maybe he gets it at the end or before at the beginning, and then you know he, he ditches it or it gets burnt up. But I just don't see the. It's going to come out too much as Batman, which he already gets compared to enough, you know? So? It's just, I don't think it's needed. Well, there's also the Moon, there's a Moon Knight run where he is in like a white suit with just like a mask, gloves kind of look too. So, you know, they could, like I said, they could just blend those together, give him a mm-hmm. stealth suit with maybe a hood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe they go, maybe they go... If it, let's say it's Daniel Radcliffe, right? Maybe he's he gets a fresh. No, fuck you. <laughs> Maybe he's fresh. He's fresh out of the military services, like in the in the book, kind of. And he's he doesn't have like the full you know cape arsenal stuff. They go very low key, daredevil street budget. You know what I mean? What he's if they go got, like the Birds of Prey and he just wears a t shirt? Uh, <laughs> look, man, I got nothing against it. This is a segue into the Birds of Prey. I saw the trailer and it's like. Look, man, I got nothing against all-female superhero film, man. Matter of fact, Damien Scott drew the uh, female Batgirl run 
Right. Um, it's like one of my favorite runs ever. I love Damien Scott. Cassandra Kay, right? Sorry. Yes. Cassandra yeah. Kay. I love the art. I love the design. I was like, I was always like, why don't they ever make a Batman that doesn't have the mouth? And they gave her that look. And I'm looking at this, and I'm like, what's the point of doing this movie if they're just going to wear normal fucking clothes, man? Right. Like, it literally looks like a CW show on the big screen. I don't... Maybe I'm wrong. We'll go see the movie, and then they'll have costumes at the end, and whatever. But, like, I just... It reeks of, like, that X-Men formula where, you know, Brandon, your favorite cut scene where Wolverine looks in a suitcase and sees a CGI mask he ain't never going to fucking wear. Yeah. Right? Like, I just, I don't know, man. You know, I don't. It's it tough because it reminds me more of the Schumacher stuff, you know, than yeah. even of like Shazam. When I, I said Shazam to me, it felt like a CW. Like, it should have been tied to the CW universe. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, 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 still, I still stand by that I can't statement. A sequel. Huh? I can't believe it's getting a sequel. Well, the cinematographer for the for black adam on a side note is the guy from the joker movie so it's gonna look that's gonna look really good yeah the black adam movie will but yeah. not the second Sazam. yeah who knows <laughs> we all know where i stand on that movie so it's, it's, i didn't care for it um I but i don't know man like it's just tough because there's a group of those like dude bros out there who are just against any female driven anything <laughs> now and i don't understand that philosophy. Right. I grew up in a world where Ripley and Terminator were, you know what I mean? Like, were like my favorite films, Alien. and Oh, yeah. So, so like, I don't understand that philosophy. I just, the production design, I just, what's with, like, how they're just wearing, like, normal, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't get it. So besides, besides Margot Robbie being Harley Quinn, and you know that she's Harley Quinn, you don't really know who these characters are based off their looks. Armando like, says some things don't translate well from cartoon to live action. I'm like, if they can make Thor and Loki work, they can make these characters work, bro. It's not that yeah. hard. We're in a world now, man, where they made Ant Man look cool. So let's not, you know what I mean? Let's not pretend this isn't possible. Yeah. So and they, uh, just to. Go back to the comment sections. Yeah, and uh, Raven King said having Moon Knight look like ghosts from the second Ant Man movie would be great. Yeah, that's I, a good. That's a, that's a good uh, example of what I was trying to get at. And I couldn't think of of that. Sure, I just think that if he doesn't have the cape, you're going to get a lot of shit. And I know that like, the cape is. I mean, they could what go Thor, which just a cape. How about a poncho? How about a poncho? No, because he'll look like Unbreakable. Not if it's like whitish gray. He's a big cape. Brandon, I'm, look, I'm not a fan of the character, but what I know of the character is the giant cape. Like, uh, okay, it's part of the deal. So, and I know that capes are hard. They're hard. Like you can see on Batman Begins when they went with the full cloth cape, how much of a trouble that was. They try to go with the yeah. giant cape, even to these cool stills where he's standing on like the L train rails, like Christian Bale, right? And he's got mm-hmm. all that cape draped around him. And there's that one shot in the movie where he's on the corner. It was, it, it was that on that building and that cape's just flowing. But uh-huh. keeping track of that cape in live action is it's a nucking nightmare, you know? Which is why in the later films they just CGI'd capes. I don't know what a CGI cape is going to do for the TV show budget, but they said, now they said, the visual effects for the MCU TV shows are supposed to be on par with the movies. Now, that's a, two, that's a double-edged sword. First edge, it's probably why the CGI in the Marvel movies 
They don't push that hard. Right. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we know it's a little wonky, but eh. you know. That being said, there's still some really great CGI in the Marvel movies, which I'm like, which CGI? Are we getting the CGI from the Black Panther L train fight? Or are we getting the CGI from the Hulk versus the Hulkbuster Age of Ultron fight? <laughs> which, right. which CGI are we getting? I think the CGI are probably closer to what we're getting in the Black Widow film. You know? Mm-hmm. So, which I'd be perfectly fine with. They stuck with that and the f- first three fourths of Winter Soldier. You know? What do you think of uh, that trailer? While we're, you know, I yeah. saw it. I saw it on the internet, and I was like, "All right, you know, it's it's fine." You know, maybe chuckle with David Harbor. I saw mm-hmm. it in 3D when I went and saw the Rise of Skywalker, and mm-hmm. in 3D, it's a different trailer. Yeah, of oh, the 3D is really, really well done. So, like when, like especially the end sequence, which looks a little fake when they're s- dropping from the when they're flying down the uh, parachute or flying through the sky or whatever she's going through the parts right so in 3d each one of those characters is in a different like the the geography is way different yeah that's cool yeah so it's got a lot of depth so um if you get a chance to see that trailer in 3d then and if you like 3d then it was really good so Hmm. yeah might be worth it to go see it in 3d yeah so speak i'm go ahead go ahead no you were gonna segue to it go ahead well, so before we get to the ride of the Skywalker, yeah. uh, so before the movie started, okay, now look, Brandon, I want to talk. <laughs> this has become a every time I go to the movies now, this has become a tradition. Hold on, I got to cough one second. Let me mute my mic. I move away from my mic when I cough. So, <laughs> chocolate rain. So, every time I go to the theater, I go to these regal theaters, right? And every time a movie starts, some actor comes out. This time it's Olivia Wilde. And they're like, hello, I'm so-and-so actor. And these people I'm sponsoring to make a film. And they're like, please enjoy our film. And it's a fucking like Hallmark shitty commercial for buying concessions at the movie theater that lasts about a minute. There ain't no fucking film. Like, like, and I know like it's really popular to get old man yelling at Cloud you know, on the internet. I see it all the time, and I'm, I generally don't... If you follow any of my Twitter or Instagram, you know, I don't rail. You don't see me going... Eh, right. eh, eh. But here, <laughs> I gotta tell you, this fucking thing they do where they're like, enjoy my film, and it's like the worst commercial you've ever seen. There isn't even yeah. any hook to these things. Have you seen them? Mm-mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have. I just It's been a while, and they're just like... It's 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 like they're forced to do it. Like you can just tell they fucking hate it. They're just like, yeah, hey, hey, Look, it's me and it's a so-and-so. commercial. So like, say enjoy our commercial, enjoy our music video if you want to put it together to a sh- stupid song, but don't call a fucking commercial your film. Like, yeah, it's so disingenuous. It's a fucking advertisement. It's not a film. There's no artistic merit to it. It doesn't say anything other than. Here's the other thing I don't understand. Why are you showing me an ad for your theater when I'm already bought a ticket and I'm in your <laughs> fucking seat? Like I don't, <laughs> I don't. I'm in the theater. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, am I? Like, am I crazy? A little bit. Like when I go to IMAX and they play the IMAX intro and then they tell me how great IMAX is and prepare for IMAX. I'm like, I'm in the IMAX theater. I know. <laughs> In fact, yeah. If you start showing me the film, I'll get more excited about this IMAX experience. Right now, 
It took 25 minutes, bro. <laughs> on a Jeez. premiere night. You know, on a premiere night. Like for, you know, and it wasn't this bad with Endgame. Endgame, it was 15 minutes. Which is fucking horrendous. But 25 minutes. Because what happens now when I get in, I have a timer. I just clock. Here we go. <laughs> and my wife is just like, uh, you know, like, I'm like, I don't care. You know? I, and I don't look at any of the fucking films. Those ones bug the shit out of me, the films. Um, then the IMAX thing rolls up. And then the trailers kick in, which we've all seen. Now, I did get to, Armando brings up the, um, the, uh, Rob got to see the prologue for Tenet. I did get to see the prologue for Tenet. So if you don't know what Tenet is, Tenet is a new film by Christopher Nolan. Um, has a little bit of a twist to it, like anything else. I don't want to ruin it. Go see the trailer. But they played, I want to say like a six to ten minute long sequence. So the 25 minutes, by the way, is probably eaten up largely by this giant prologue. But bro, now you're actually watching a, here's the thing. I had to sit through these guys tell me, you enjoy our film, which is a fucking Regal commercial. And then I got right. to sit through literally a film <laughs> before the movie started with no warning. Like, Christopher Nolan doesn't come out, hello, everybody, enjoy my film. You know, you're like, what is what is going on? You know, like, I right. knew what it was. I'm watching the audience to see how they react. Now, the prologue has to be one of the fucking craziest things I've ever seen them put in a movie theater. Okay, Brandon? And you're thinking, mm-hmm. how can that be, Rob? How can that be? I'm gonna just I'm just gonna tell you right now, right? Brandon, what would you say to a six minute sequence in a movie theater in which a bunch of terrorists storm a concert and try to murder everybody? <laughs> like breaking down, knocking over the cello artists. You know what I mean? They gas the whole audience in the concert. Oh, Jesus. Brandon. <laughs> Guns flaring, doors being kicked down. People I mean, showed well, up for Star Wars. <laughs> it's the craziest thing, dude. I'm looking around like everyone's getting antsy, you know? Right. They're looking at the doors like it's someone coming in. This is Idaho, so they can pack. So I know some guy had to have been like, come on in, motherfucker. You know, like, they just want right. to get a gunfight around here. So <laughs> you're in Arizona, so you know. Um. <laughs> Yeah, dude. The trailer and the content was fine. I'm looking forward to the movie. But why you would ever pick that to be your preview for a film playing in front of a bunch of little kids, dude. It's Star Wars. Like, There's a <laughs> bunch of little children in the theater. You know, we're just like, what are we watching? You know? I, I don't know. Who approved this? Yeah, that's horrible. That, ha- yeah, I didn't know it was way more awful than the uh, movie will gain some media attention. Uh, this ain't the kind of media attention a movie should be gaining. Look, it's just rude. You know, like, it's bad enough. And Brandon, you know as well as I do, ever since The Dark Knight Rises, anytime I go to the movie theater, like, I position myself for an escape. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, like, you know, I'm, I, uh, and it's sad, you know? Like, you remember when you and I were like, well, do we roll the dice and go see a movie? Any movie. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, if it's a big release, chances are we might have to deal with this. So, 
for and for it the preview to be literally them attacking a theater. It wasn't a movie theater, but come on, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, just uh, I'm reminded of. Did you see the uh, documentary, the movies that made us? Mm-mm. So you know the toys that made us on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Same guys. They have a series now on Netflix called The Movies They Made Us, and they have four films. One of them's Die Hard. Uh, they're fun. I'm not saying they're riveting documentaries. They're fun, right? Put them on while you're just shooting the shit around the house. You're gonna have a good time. Um, and on the Die Hard one, I'm reminded of uh, the director, uh, John McTiernan, kept turning down the script because he's like, "It's terrorists. Terrorists aren't fun. This is '88. You know, let's fucking go. Terrorists are scary, man." And so when he took on the project, he turned them from terrorists to bank robbers. He's like, "People." can root for a rot a bank robber you know what i mean like a little bit different yeah. these were straight up like you may as well thought it was bane attacking this fucking theater like, <laughs> you know? like without the crazy voice so uh um movie looks cool who knows you know All right so um yeah, so that was now we're just twenty five minutes in and the movie hasn't started. Before we get into the movie, Rise of Skywalker, Brandon, what was your pre movie experience like when you went and saw the movie? Pre? Like just Yeah. Like did was there long lines? Did you have to sit through twenty five minutes of trailers? Were you worried gunmen were gonna come through? <laughs> no. Because mine was a little eventful. Mine was Actually, for all the problems I've had in the last couple of visits, mine was super easy. We went, we went and got. Uh, remember that breakfast place we went to? Me and you, the uh, the one I made you go to, the hen house. Uh huh. No, the hen, the hen. I didn't. Make, you didn't make me. I took you. That's the one I picked. You didn't take me. I think I gave you choices. No, you didn't give me choices, Brandon. All right, go ahead. I'm going to have to rethink this over, but anyways, the breakfast place we went to, me and you, we went there and had breakfast. It was great. Then we went to the bookstore, Barnes & Noble, looked around at some manga, um, and then we just walked into the theater because we have assigned seats, and there was literally nobody to the left or right of us, and it was weird. There was nobody in our row except one other guy, and it was nice. There was no kids behind me kicking the chairs. There was no people with any kind of things going on or nothing. It was just a really good start. And I was like, this can't be good. So I was looking behind me. I'm like, this isn't right. This is too good. This is too good for my taterness. Full full tater sense on high alert. So what but you're saying is it's me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, my last experience was a little little bad, but definitely going, with you, going to the movies with you is an adventure on its own. Going anywhere with you is an adventure. Yeah, things happen. So me, 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 and you have two different weird. Uh, you call it the gitchies. No, no, no. Where the gitchy is from Bone, where you get premonitions, right? And I'm pretty good on that. When shit goes wrong, I've coined it the glitchy. There we go. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. your yours and mine are two different things. Mine is I will get, and I'm not tooting my own horn, but there will be very different situations with people. You know, certain people that things happen, and people are like that doesn't happen. I'm like, Oh no, that, that, that exchange happened between me and these people or that person or that mom. But yours is like DEF CON weird shit going on where mine's more like, yeah, yeah they evacuate an entire convention. Right. <laughs> mine's more like, yeah, I made that person's mom 
want to go dancing that night with me. You know, Nine year olds like get that. taken to the Deadpool with their stuffed animal. There's stuffed unicorn. You stuffed on, unicorn animal. On a premiere so night. That was so good. Right. That was so good. When he's jerk when he's mad when he's jerking off to the with a unicorn and the fuck it, there's a family with a kid with a unicorn. Tell everyone like, ah, so Brent and I went and get saw the premiere of Deadpool. I happened to be in town oh. when I was up there. And a family all dressed up like Deadpool showed up. And their youngest little daughter had a giant stuffed unicorn. Oh. And they had and never like, seen the film. Never. <laughs> and they're just sitting there like, and that scene comes out when he's got the unicorn. You just see the mom like hand slowly going over the kid's face like, oh, shit. I'm like, yeah, this movie's rated R. Like, what, what were you thinking was going to go down? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that was a fun time. So yeah, my my walking into Star Wars wasn't bad. I was. Did nice you get school. the collector's cup? I did not get the collector's cup. They did these like head things, and I'm like, that's exactly what I wanted with Mysterio. Remember, I told you I wanted yeah. Mysterio, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like head cup, you know, where the heads yeah. the They did that for Star Wars with all the Knights of Ren and shit. I'm like, that's what I wanted with the fucking Mysterio. <laughs> so I didn't get one, but yeah. If they'd been uh, selling a Mysterio one, I would have bought that. But oh well. There you go. So, uh, Brandon, you went and saw the movie. Yeah. So, what'd you think? Um, oh, spoilers for Rise of Skywalker. So leave now. All right, there. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the movie just came out, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, spoilers, everyone. Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker, the newest one. We will be talking about it. You have three seconds. Three. Two, one. All right, you're on your own. Um, like I going into it, I I'm not the hugest Star Wars fan. Like it's it hasn't been part of my life or lore. I really like The Force Awakens a lot. I thought J.J. Abrams made it so visually cool, and I loved it. Um, that might be my favorite Star Wars movie besides maybe uh, Rogue One. Um, I I give it like a solid seven out of ten. Just because visually it was very, it was so much better than the last one. Uh, story was good. You know, I feel like for not being a huge Star Wars fan, I imagine all the all the things came to an end very well for how they should have went. Like, I can talk freely because we said spoilers are like Ben dying, Kylo Ren dying. I knew it was going to happen because there was no way for him to ever be accepted back into that whole the rebellion the universe everything after all the horrendous killed like a trillion people and blew up seven planets yeah there's no way so knowing that i was like that's a good um the plot twists and things that they had you know were were good i didn't really see them you know a lot of it coming just because i like i said i wasn't a diehard star wars fan so when you find out that uh what's her what's the main chick's name ray uh Ray. We find out Ray, yeah, sorry, is uh Palpatine's granddaughter. I was like, oh shit, that's cool. That's a weird bloodline. All right, you know. I was I thought there there are some inconsistencies throughout the movie, but I feel like JJ came in and really just kind of saved the day after that clusterfuck of a last one, which I think also since I had such a bad taste of the last one, it was hard for me to get super amped up for this one. Cause like after force awakens, I was like, Holy shit. This is the star Wars is badass. This is the type of shit I like. Like, I was like, man, this is cool. You know? And then the, and then that last one, I was like, Oh, 
this this is what Star Wars is like for people. And you know, you guys are like Jessica's like, yeah, this is more like the prequels kind of vibe with the casino and stuff. And I'm like, oh. So I liked it. I give it a seven out of ten. I, I saw it in Seneca Pre because we couldn't get tickets for the IMAX, but I don't know if I would go see it a second time like I did Force Awakens. I think I saw Force Awakens twice or three times in IMAX. So I don't know if I would go see this in IMAX now and spend the time and money after after it. I mean, maybe because Jessica, but I don't know. <laughs> Your turn. Your turn to talk. All right. So before I get into what I think about the movie, let me tell you this whole thing about... <laughs> give me some advice about movie recommendations. So I want you all to know, there are movies I love, people hate. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with an easy one, Speed Racer. Right now, movie. it's popular to like the movie now, but you gotta remember, wasn't popular like the movie in 2008. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> okay, I saw it four times in IMAX. <laughs> okay, so I like Speed Racer. I like the Watchmen and the Watchmen Ultimate Cut. Just watch it the other night. Yeah, you know, I don't take it so much as a. It is an adaptation of the comic, but it's sort of sort of it's like a more of a riff on superhero movies for me than the comic books. But I I enjoy the movie, you know, um, especially the ultimate cut man with the animated sequences and stuff. It's really cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Now those are easy ones to like to be like, oh Rob, you know. Now I'm gonna name some movies. We're gonna get further into movies. You <laughs> you're like Rob like that. Right, yeah. I'm maybe some, just as we go over there, we're gonna get a little bit. Um, let me think here really quickly. If I can go a little easier, I like Mission Impossible too. Oh wow! <laughs> okay? okay, I think it's the weakest of the Mission Impossible films, but better than most Fast and the Furious movies. Say, okay, say, right, okay. <laughs> And yes, I do enjoy the cheesy Limp Bizkit. Uh, <laughs> yes, I do. With Metallica and the whole thing. Yeah, I, I like it. Let's go further back. <laughs> I like Batman Forever. Why? There you go. Right. I don't think it's great Batman, but in 1994, it was pretty good Batman, considering the options we had, right? Okay. All things considered, I walked out of there going like, I liked Robin. Hope they learn from the next one. You know, didn't really care for the Two-Face, the interpretation of Two-Face. But this was a fun, had a good time, saw it like seven times in movie theater. Bought the soundtrack, didn't like the score, but I let it go. I let it go, Brandon. I was a mature little teenager, but I enjoyed it. I know, people are like, huh, right? Yeah. I like Police Academy 5. (laughs) You're so old, Rob. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure like nine out of ten of our viewers don't even know what that movie is. Police Academy Five, Operation Miami Beach. Yes, uh, Rene Abergenois. He played Odo on D Space Nine. Was in there. Made the whole movie for me. I didn't like they got rid of Steve Gutenberg or he quit. Didn't want to come back. I didn't like the replacement for Mahoney, but I enjoyed the robbers in that film. Uh, and God rest his soul, Rene Abergenois, who passed away two weeks ago. Uh, okay. <laughs> can, you give, can you give us some newer examples? <laughs> well, I gotta, but I want to show you that 
There are bad movies. Okay, Freddy versus Jason. I like it. Yeah, it's entertaining. That one's. I like the uh, the cinematography in it, the colors, the the look of things. Oh, hold on. To go back, I also like Police Academy Six, which Pyro brings up, Psycho brings up the Moscow one. Yeah, with Mister Big, it's stupid. You know, <laughs> I don't want to like it. But my cousin, who has even less taste than me in anything, came over and loved the shit out of it. And I loved it because he loved it so much. Grew on me. Now I like it. I can put it on it and laugh. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's so silly. I enjoy it. I also... Let's go back. Move it back to I Like Freddy vs. Jason. It was a fun film. I say it's a better film than Friday the, the, Fri- the Nightmare on Elm Street remake or the Friday the 13th remake. Oh, the Friday the remake was okay. Jason X hmm? or anything. At least he didn't say something like Jason X, where he goes into space. <laughs> if I smoked weed, I think I would like Jason X. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So, um, let me think. Let me think. What else do I like that people? Do? I like Batman v Superman, and a lot of people don't. Brandon likes Batman v. But see, that's a contentious. People could say this or that. So think okay. of something you know generally, generally people dislike that you like. Basketball. I like I like basketball, and you know that's not a, an easily likable movie. It's kind of it's a lot like Lethal Weapon type movies, you know that slapstick kind of thing, which is kind of like the Police Academy stuff. But basketball, the guys who created you know South Park, I like that one. That one got a lot of shit. I like moving violations. Which was from the creators of Police Academy. And it has police in that movie that you think are pretty much from Police Academy movies. And it has Bill Murray's younger brother pretending to be Bill Murray in there. Not a good movie. I like I movie know. violations. <laughs> I didn't know Bill Murray had a younger brother who's an actor. Yeah, he was only in that one movie where they paid him to pretend to be Bill Murray. Wasn't good. Oh, wow. Love the movie. And Jennifer Tilly's in that. Or Meg Tilly. I think Meg Tilly's in that. Um, Meg Tilly's in that. Hot as ever. Beautiful, beautiful woman. So, um, I like Gleaming the Cube. <laughs> what? Yes, Christian Slater's skate movie. Yes. Making shit up at this point. No, Christian Slater's skate movie, Gleaming the Cube. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Pump up the volume. That's kind of an easy one to like. People, they know it. They tend to tend to like it. Um, All right, can we go back to your, your thoughts on Star Wars? Because you're naming movies that are making me want to like have to Google. <laughs> no, 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 no. I got. I have to reinforce it. I, I like. Now, I, my favorite film of all time right now is still tied between either The Shawshank Redemption or uh, Seven Samurai. Right. Although my and it's really here's what's really weird about that is my favorite Kurosawa film is Yojimbo, but I recognize that Seven Samurai is a defining film, you know? So, much harder to make The Seven Samurai. Yojimbo's a fun film. So, um, I have a lot of artsiness to me. But you gotta know, like, I have to preface all these movies I like um, that generally people don't. So you know that when I tell you I don't like something or I like something, it doesn't matter. You already know that my opinion doesn't count. You know? Because it it really doesn't. And, And further to the point, a lot of things that inspire people to create things that you love, you're not going to like. Now, it's it's difficult with movies because I think all of us can get into a film or a TV show and have an opinion. 
But I think it's much easier to point out um, this problem with music. Because if you ever listen to someone, most people don't like music you like. You know what I mean? Like, you meet someone, you like that? Ah, shit. You know what I mean? Like, no one likes any of the music I listen to. That's why I don't play music on the channel. (laughs) You know? I just don't. You don't want to listen to what I listen to. You know? Like, you just don't. So, and I recognize that. Even as a kid, I never liked pop music. I only listened to musical scores from, and I had to record them on audio tape from the films. So, I had to get them with the movies. But generally, what I would do is, at the end of the movie, they would play the musical scores to the films, and I would record just the credits and run all the, the scores together on tape. So, like, that's how I would have my little, like, mixes of anthems and stuff. Um, so, so, you know, if you love this movie, and if you hate this movie, that's it. That's all it is. It's just... I hope it speaks to you. I hope everyone enjoys what they go and see. Because quite frankly, I spent like, it's like 50 fucking dollars every time I go to the fucking movies. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, one, I hope you enjoy it. The other thing I've learned is this is, I, I've been, so I wasn't there. I wasn't born when Star Wars came out. I was born in 78. So I was, my uncle took me to see Empire, but I was two. So I don't fucking remember it. Um, and I remember going to the premiere of Jedi in 83. So all I wanted to do was see what was under Vader's mask. That's all I wanted to see. It fucking took forever to get there. Um, this game you see back here came out when that movie came out. 83 was when the Star Wars game, the first one, launched. Um, so I played that at the movie theater. It was an AMC, I think, um, for the first time like, where we were waiting. So... Uh, and, and, you know, when Jedi came out, I, I enjoyed parts of it, didn't like the Ewoks. I was the little kid who didn't like the Ewoks. I was like, I don't hate them, but it's boring. Like the speeder bikes, like the ships, like the Jedi stuff, didn't like the Ewoks. Whatever. Still liked the movie. Didn't like the Ewok movies. <laughs> Did you know there were Ewok movies, Brandon? <laughs> no, I thought there was a Christmas special, but no. No, there was two, maybe three Ewok films. There was definitely two. On, they premiered on the Disney Channel. That's how I saw them. They were not good. Uh, and then there was a thing that is actually I looked on the Wikipedia. I used to call it the Dark Times, but Wikipedia now calls it the Dark Times. It was this period with no Star Wars. Um, there was one role playing game that came out around eighty nine or ninety, maybe eighty eight from West End Games. I first found in ninety one when I went to uh, Disneyland with my eighth grade class, um, and I found the source book at the Star Tours. They were selling it there, and I bought. I bought that with my only money, my 20 bucks about the source book to play the Star Wars role-playing game. And then the very first novel came out, Heir to the Empire, came out the same year, 91, 92. So it was around that same time. Anyhow, I didn't get all these things till around the same time. So novel probably came out before that, but I didn't know of it. And then we had Star Wars in novel form up until the prequels or the special editions. When the special editions were announced, that's when I was finally able to see Star Wars in the theater for the first time. Star Wars Special Edition. And bro, let me tell you, to be a fan of Star Wars between 84 and 97 was tough. (laughs) Okay? Nobody gave a shit. It was a joke. That's when Spaceballs came out because Star Wars was a joke to people. It was a legitimate joke. Like, you would tell older people, I love Star Wars, and they go, ha ha, you know? (laughs) This is a bunch of Muppets. I don't give a shit. You know, like, it, it was so popular, it hit that thing. Now, you know when a like when Avatar or something comes out and it breaks all the records and everyone has to say it was really a shitty movie? That happened to Star Wars. Hey, Rob. 
Yep. I didn't like Avatar. Well, there you go. A lot of people don't. But I love Avatar, so there you go. Right. It, okay. I don't think it's a bad movie. I just... I just it's Fern Gully for adults. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> I'm sure the creators of Fern Gully wish they had stumbled onto that version of it so they could have oh, made money. Yes. Oh, yes. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, that being said, uh, <laughs> it's funny you go Fern Gully for adults. I mean, we live in a world now where people <laughs> literally Sonic Fox is the number one gamer. I'm like, what are you complaining about? You know, yeah. the furries won. Let it go. So, anyhow. Um, to be like Star Wars, and it wasn't just the movies, but it was the making of them. Like everything I do now was based around the making of those films. So what happened was Return of the Jedi went to HBO around 85. Okay. And I remember because Clue was playing at the same time. So like they went, (laughs) Clue went right to fucking uh, VHS and cable like instantaneously. Return of the Jedi took a little longer. Um, but when it did, they also played this featurette, which was uh, how they made the movie. And one of the things they showed at the time was to plan out the speeder bike chase, they actually built little toys of the speeder bikes before there were toys, little models. And they had them like on sticks and they would, they had a little like forest and they would run through with little cameras and, you know, animatic the thing out to figure out how to do it. Uh-huh. And they showed the concept art. And when I found the role playing game, it had all the concept art from there too. So, I, the how to make the films was always really important to me and and fueled my imagination because I lived in I lived in like a Moss Eisley like town, dude. It, it's a shithole. I mean, it was a pretty shithole. It wasn't. I, I lived in real shitholes in San Diego. <laughs> this wasn't. This had nature, so it was pretty. But you, if you didn't like sports or rodeo, no one liked you. You understand what I'm saying? Like. Mm-hmm. To, to to love science fiction and genre and Blade Runner and Monster Squad, all those things <laughs> wasn't happening. If you didn't like Joe Montana and you didn't like... Uh, I mean, the only thing... This is what's weird about the town. The only crossover was professional wrestling. <laughs> like, I can meet them at Macho Man and Andre the Giant. <laughs> that's, that's where, we, that's where we, we linked up, you know? That was this because it was sports. They went in for the sport. I was in it for the genre. Catch my drift. Yeah, like, it, it melded. Anyhow, so when the specials came out, I was as hardcore a Lucas like could do no wrong dude that there was. I liked every change to the special editions, minus Luke yelling when he investment on Empire. Like I even yeah, the Jedi Rock thing, I was fine with. I was like, ah, oh, it's a stupid Muppet. It's fine, CGI Muppet. So I knew they were using these little technologies to build the prequels, which to me were going to be the greatest movies of all time. They were not the greatest movies of all time. (laughs) 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 You know, whether you love them or hate them, we could all agree none of the prequels are the greatest movies of all time, right? Right. It's fair. Um, My uh, there was a point where I abandoned Star Wars, and it was right after Episode Two. Look, it has nothing to do with the shitty romance or the digital film or the bad act casting of Anakin or the shitty scripts or whatever. Fundamentally, what I was going to the prequels for was I had always dreamt in my head of what the relationship between Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Owen, Lars, would have been. Anakin's brother. Because I have a younger brother that 
doesn't like me too much. <laughs> my parents <laughs> always love my brother more than me, and he never liked me, but he loved me, didn't like me. We don't talk. You know what I mean? Like it's I came in and I'm adopted, so it came into a weird situation where I'm like I wanted to see that that sort of like which brother does Anakin choose? And you know what I mean? The resentment that builds when it goes wrong and Anakin ruins his life. You know? Yeah. Real drama. Never happened. <laughs> in the in Attack of the Clones, he just goes, oh, I guess that makes his brother. They weren't ever brothers. You know? Like, Anakin got a brother while he wasn't even there. He was off being a Jedi. Like, it's a adopter. Like, oh, fucking. Whatever. Then the Clone Wars never happened on camera. They happen off camera. And so... I was just, you know what? I was like, you know what? I'm done. There's other shit for me to do. You know? <laughs> I, I didn't buy any Star Wars merchandise from 2002 um, until The Force Awakens. Period. So, uh, hello, Lewis. So we get to this new trilogy. I was so excited because JJ was in the top three picks of, of who I'd want to reboot this stuff. I was like, Lucas isn't writing, which means we can avoid the shitty scripts. Um, you know, just take his ideas. And, and he already knew he had three scripts already written by Michael Arndt, or at least laid out with him and Michael Arndt, who wrote, co-wrote Toy Story 3 and wrote Little Miss Sunshine. So I knew there would be strong character builds and story arcs. And I heard Michael Arndt talk once um, about that up at the L.A. Film School uh, during a screening of Little Miss Sunshine. So I was super excited for this. Force Awakens come out, and I'm like, kind of a remake of episode four that's fine you know i'm like all right they're just kind of getting started you know like that's fine uh but there's a lot to like here it's not perfect you know they'll get past it mm-hmm. every time i say that they never get past it random <laughs> i said the same thing about you know i want to think back to the phantom menace but i'm like well you know he's, he's just rusty he'll get past it he didn't get past it Last Jedi was made concurrently with Episode 7. They were starting to film Episode 8 while they were wrapping up 7. So that made me a little weird. I mean, mean, they must have that template Lucas gave them, and they're just, like, ignoring the weird midi-chlorian, whatever he threw in there. I didn't know at the time what it was. Um, We now kind of know. Saw that movie. Love parts of it. Hate parts of it, you know? And 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 it really bugs me when it's this whole, like, it's a female lead is the problem. That's why guys don't like it. I'm like, fucking love Rogue One. She's a female lead. Yeah. Love Jenner. Right. Well. Love Princess Leia. She kind of helped lead. You know what I mean? Like, she's the first person we see in Star Wars, bro. The first protagonist. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> like, that's not the problem. The problem, I was like, it feels like they're making it up as they go. Which was a big problem with the prequels. At least with the prequels, Lucas knew he had to get to certain points. I have to have an Anakin. Has to meet an Obi Wan. Has to become a Jedi. Has to become Darth Vader. Has everything else. You know what I mean? Like he knew that stuff had to happen. Obviously, he didn't really whiteboard a lot of that shit in advance. <laughs> like, uh, then this movie came out, man, and like, God, man, for me, it's like, it, it's exactly like uh, The Dark Knight Rises or Justice League, where it's like there's like four films crammed into one film. You know, yeah. Like they're trying to cram, and with Dark Knight Rises, they he tried to use editing techniques, you know, to get around it the way he used Inception, but it it doesn't work when you're using it to like doesn't work in the Dark Knight Rises when you're like he goes into a pit and gets out like in a span of seven minutes. That's not that's not it. That, that doesn't work, you know. Yeah. So, you know, 
this movie was like it's like okay there you go you know i don't i i'm ambivalent toward it i don't i i i don't know i i on a scale of one to ten you know parts of it could be a seven or eight parts of it could be a one you know i love the idea of the dead speak there's these you know echoes of you know a palpatine coming out of subspace you know like infiltrating and creating little sub sith cults among the republic like if they had taken these ideas and been like maybe the movie opens up and in in, in a way to parallel episode four where instead of chasing down the rebellion this new order is chasing down the empire the empire is on the run from a new order right yeah and like and they're and and the new order is also like in defiance of the republic like there's just there's they they and i know and i know you know, like Lucas never wrote this down. He made it up as he went. I know. But the problem is we live in a world now where the Lord of the Rings happened, you know, and people expect shit to be figured out before they go and film the camera, you know, like you're still going to have to find your movie and work on the pacing and the editing and the performances and, and, and track the arcs and the emotional resolution and all that. I get it. But fundamentally, if you don't even know where that third story is going, it's just not going to cut it anymore. It just feels like Star Wars is a fucking religion in the UK, the Jedi, right? Like, it's defined as the greatest cin- cinematic experience you could have in a movie theater. Like, so that means you need to lead the charge. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't feel like that's what I was watching. It felt like people trying to like wrap it up and move on. And I'm like, I just can't do it anymore. Can't do it anymore, man. Yeah. You know, like I just, you know, like I love. The world Star Wars is so weird. It's it's an amalgamation of samurai and Buck Rogers and uh, westerns, you know, and and right. nods to to old cinema. Like different sequences of each film come up come out of different movies. There are nods to the Hidden Fortress, obviously, with Episode Four. Uh, there are nods to westerns. There are nods to Gone with the Wind, which is even why, like, you know, on the poster for Empire Strikes Back has that nod to Gone with the Wind in the poster with Han kissing Leia. And so like there are sequences like Ben Hur in the Phantom Menace. Uh The Last Jedi has a nod to Escape from LA. It's of all fucking movies. I don't know why. Um uh the Phantom Menace and the Force Awakens both have a nod to um more of the Force Awakens to close encounters. There's a good shot in the opening of Force Awakens that's very close encounters like so that it's it's like any American invention, it's uh, a smorgasbord. It's an amalgamation. And that's why people go, well, Star Wars is this and is that. No, it's all these different things. And it's hard. It's hard. Let me, let, me, let me tell you this. Alan Moore wrote Watchmen by himself. Right, Brandon? Mm-hmm. Um, one guy drew it, Dave Gibbons. Tom Hutchin- Hutchinson? Hutchinson? No, I, that's who I work with. <laughs> Who I work with. That's not right. Higginson, Higgelson, something, something like that. I forget the color's name. He colored it. So one guy wrote it. The new Watchmen series comes out. It's amazing, but it takes 15 people to figure that out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like one person can write and create fire once. Okay? But then it takes a group of people to work it out. You know? Like another time. So it gets harder and harder. So like I demand... Yeah, I really do. If I go to a movie theater and spend fucking fifty dollars every time I go, I demand them to figure it the fuck out. <laughs> right. You know? 
Armando says it's apparent that Kevin Feige is the only same movie producer. Yeah, well, he it's his time. He it's his time and place. You know, it's his time and place, and it comes off the back of having learned. He did like 13 Marvel movies as an assistant producer before he ran the MCU. He's seen Star Wars. He's seen The Lord of the Rings. And they use each film to iterate. They had bad films. Iron Man 2 stepped back. Thor slightly stepped forward. Thor 2 stepped back. Mm-hmm. They iterated. Um, so I don't know, man. I don't know what to think. I hope, you know, for me at the end of the day, I will never watch this film again. I've seen it. There's nothing hidden in the film. Right. I can tell you that right now. It's the surface level as it gets. You know? And I refuse I, as a fan, I'll let you speak, but I refuse yeah. as a fan to sit around trying to figure out how to fix it for him. Because I did that 20 years ago. And I came up with my own little fan film that involved using the force to manipulate water and earth and fire and wind. <laughs> I wrote this fucking thing. And I was like, I don't know how I animate this. Maybe I could just do it as a storyboard. And then I realized I couldn't draw, and so I went off and learned how to draw, and then Airbender came out four years later. You know what I mean? So it was like, oh, yeah. You know, I wonder when I when I wrote that fucking thing, if the guys who conjured up Airbender were having the same thoughts. How that works. You know what I mean? Like, we're all, like, neurally linked somehow, you know? Right. Like, I wonder, like, how that, with the exact, if I could find the exact moment, if we were all just tapped into the same whatever, but it happened. So I don't want to do it anymore, man. Like, if I got paid to do it, that I'm fine to do. But for free, on my own time, I'm not doing it. You know? And I also recognize it's one of the hardest things to do. I don't think it's easy to make a Star Wars film. Because they made it on accident. You know? He had an yeah. idea, but it was made It was a lot of different people. It was made on accident. That's why Empire was harder to make. And Lucas didn't like it. ran over budget. He lost control. You know, it had too many different viewpoints. He wanted his more of his viewpoint. And so when he made Jedi, he kind of did it easier. But what I can say with this film, what this film ultimately lacks, if you love this film or hate it, do, do yourself this favor. When you get done with this film, go home and just watch the first 10 minutes to Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Okay? Now, I still think Raiders is the best indie movie. But... There are moments of just establishment, geography, levity, and pacing to the first 10 minutes of The Last Crusade that this movie doesn't have in its entirety of film. There's no geography. You don't know where anyone is at any given time. You know, there's no like real breathing room in between. It's, it's, it's what happens when a film is made in an editing bay with quick cuts and throw this over here and cut over here and swipe over here. You know, and it's mm-hmm. just like, I'm like, I don't, I don't need that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whatever that is, if you want more of it, give them your money. You know, having worked on Star Wars merchandise, I can tell you, they don't, the box office receipts, they mean something, but they really care about the merchandise sales. So if you love the movie, buy all their shit. If you don't love the movie, don't buy a thing. It's the only way they learn. And you won't see any Rise of Skywalker merch in this room. So. That's it. Anything else, Brandon? You want to add on? Um, Jeez. Um, yeah. Uh, I still uh, believe the best Star Wars is in front of us. I do believe that. You know, 
They built think... two theme parks. They're they're obligated to make the shit work. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it wasn't like here's the thing. It wasn't a bad movie. I mean, I was like, okay, shit's happening, cool. You know, I wasn't like this sucks. I hated the last one. The the last But Jedi the last one has good moments. The it just it fumbles with the first off, the emotional moment of Ray handing loot that lightsaber exists it's a different it's played out completely different in the last Jedi. He should have just followed through that emo- when he takes the saber and chucks it like winks. Look, Mark Hamill has been, to, for the lack of a better term, hamming it in front of the camera when he does appearances. You know, for the last thirty years, mm-hmm. um, I just the, his acting at the end of the film is how I wanted him to act all the way through. I don't want him chuck like you know his cock knocker. You know where he looks at the camera. Oh yeah. god! Like okay, that's funny in a silent Jane Silent Bob movie. It's not funny in Star Wars. In Rise of Skywalker, he literally looks at the camera and goes, you know, I'm like, what are you doing? Why would you look at the camera? Don't look at the camera. You're not Burt Reynolds. Don't do it. You know, like. Um, I don't know. It was was cool to, like I said, yeah, like you said, you wouldn't watch it. I wouldn't watch it again. That's why I'm not going to go back to see it in IMAX either. Uh, It wasn't bad enough for me to be, like, telling people not to go see it. I mean. I will I never met. tell people to not go see anything. Does it give you closure to all these years of fandom, though? Because I'm not a big fan like you, so I don't have, like... Well, let me tell you this. Give... Also, being a fan of Star Wars since 1982, whatever, um, I've seen Star Wars end twice. <laughs> it was supposed to end with Return of the Jedi. And then it was supposed to end with Revenge of the Sith. It's not ending. Not even the numerical order. They'll go off and make other movies, and then 15 years from now, episode 10 will come out. But what they'll do is they'll... What will end is the... It's a trilogy. Okay. Because it's played out. You can't... The formula for a trilogy, there's only so much you can do. And I believe it hit its absolute zenith with the Matrix sequels. You need more films. You Could, could you do the MCU as a trilogy? How no. many Avenger films have there been, bro? Four. And Four. five if you count Civil War. Right. So... The idea of a trilogy, trying to cram character, depth, arc, world building in three films, is it's we're, we're, it's gone. It's over. Died a long time ago. Lord of the so, Rings capped it. That's it. it. Is that the last time we'll see the Ray characters, the Skywalker-esque? We saw, like, Han, you... we saw Harrison Ford and Forrest Wagon, right? Yeah. We'll, see, we'll see Daisy Ridley again, bro. Like, I guarantee it. Well, I'm saying, okay, so where how do i say how, where does star wars go from here though because like in my mind so like because i'm not a star wars fan but like you had the empire right you had that got destroyed and then it come to find out palpatine's still alive and he's been pulling the strings all along okay so now you killed palpatine destroyed completely every last visible Brandon, you're remnant. thinking the wrong way you're thinking like that's a fan t- okay that's how a fan would think it's not how this gets done i mean let me tell you how this works Um, they're done with the numerical trilogy films. So what they're going to do right now is give themselves a lot of little wins, which is TV. So for the next two years, you're going to get nothing but TV. Mandalorian Season 1, Mandalorian Season 2, the Obi-Wan series, whatever else. Okay. Okay, things that don't require tons of marketing, allow them to build uh, smaller projects with smaller budgets. You know what I mean? Um, 
And then what they'll do is they'll do a one-off film. If people love it, they'll continue on that storyline. If they don't, they'll create a different storyline. That simple. And they'll make sure that when you go to the movie theaters to see a Star Wars movie, it'll be different than seeing it on TV. It's the only right. path they have forward. I guess it's, it's it's just so weird for me as a casual fan to see. It's kind of like after Thanos and the Marvel Universe is like, well, shit, where do you go from there after such an insanely cosmic they do destroyed. a one-off character film, Black Widow, and then they do the TV stuff. Right. But then Little where wins. do you go from there? Little wins, yeah, huh? Then... then they go right into what's after that? Fucking Doctor Strange. The next Spider-Man film. They like Right. So it's it's no big big world thing. It's more small. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's weird. And to they me won't to... cap it to a trilogy. It won't be part one, right. two, and three. And it's over. Like it could go one film, it could continue and spin off into four other things. But what they're going to do, and this is the, the benefit to this though, Brandon, is what these films, what these particular films lack is something to say. What is it saying? What is the morality tale of this trilogy? The closest to it was in Last Year when he says kill the past, but that doesn't really mean much. You know, it's kind of like. You know, let the past die. Let the new. What does that? I don't even know what the fuck that means. But it's right. some some kind of nihilistic take on life. It's not one I subscribe to. Um, you know, learn from the past. Don't kill it. it doesn't even make any fucking sense. You know, like just sort of. A, it's a meta take on. Don't hold on to your fucking Star Wars arcade cabinet forever. You know, well it's there. It's never leaving. So like whatever. Um, <laughs> but just I'm just telling you from a creative from 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 a production standpoint, you have to give yourself. A cinematic experience and then this TV experience. And they need to be able to build crews that can develop those ideas in a place that doesn't mean everything they do is going to hinge on a billion dollars. It's a big problem with Star Wars. Sort of uh, if every time they came... It's like Batman suffers the same problem. If Batman doesn't make a billion dollars, every time they come with a Batman movie, it's going to be deemed a failure. Man of Steel came out and made fucking... Uh, how much money did that fucking thing make? Well over five hundred million dollars, and it was like not enough. You know, I'm like, what is enough? Right. You know what I mean? Like, chill out. Like, get out of here. So, you know, that's what they do. But they also need to like. There's a lot of things they need to do, man. But you know what? I can't solve Star Wars. There's still a. There's still like probably a dark side and shit, right? Because if there's Jedi, there's the Sith. Like it goes hand. Yeah, hand. all that stuff goes. Yeah, sure. Look, know, what just... you want, what you were asking for, Brandon, is someone to explain the world rules. And Lucas yeah, yeah. inherently left them vague and made them up as they went along, and they've been continuing that tradition, and we live in a world now where we demand people to say, what is this shit? If Captain yeah. America just got new powers in every fucking movie, you'd be freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? If in every movie, now he can grow a shield from his arm and fuck, you know what I mean? Like it talks to him and shit and like he can hear the shield powers. Like if it, right. they need to limit and define the world a bit more, you know? Yeah. I guess too, that with the powers thing, little inconsistencies blow my mind with that movie. You know, these guys can do like star Wars or star Wars, like superhero massive leaps and bounds. But when she's climbing up like a rickety, uh, thing and she's like afraid she's gonna fall. I'm like, you can just Spider-Man jump your way across that shit. Like, what are you worried about? So, 
I don't know. I, it's I, the X Men thing where Cap. Or, what are they afraid of when Professor X could just fucking kill everyone in one shot? Like, just kill every bad mutant. Right. You know, we got, but then we got to incapacitate him. So, like, look, it just requires smarter writing. And they have all the access to all the money and talent in the world to do it. So, you know, they're not doing it. So that's yeah. on them. So that's it. Kind of a lackluster way to end the year. So for me. Um, yeah. That being said, I enjoyed the Mandalorian. Someone said on the stream, well, I was doing the podcast on Megavisions the other day, and they were like, what do you think that it's a show about nothing? Then I'm just like, then don't fucking watch it. I don't know. You know? Uh, if it's a show about nothing, I'm enjoying a lot of the nothing. Like, whatever that means. I so. think a lot of people's beef with the Mandalorian is it started off with this this whole, like, okay, he's being chased by these guys, and they even followed him to that planet with the village and shit. And then you, it seemed like the the threat or the uh, uh, like, oh shit, he could be caught at any time. They're after him. Kind of went away for a while, like two that's episodes, what I, bro. Know? Like just in a twenty, like thirty minutes each. Like, like no, the get, thing I, is, is it's catch twenty two with Star Wars because one thing before you get a TV show, people are like, we want a show where they can just relax and breathe, and then when they do that for two episodes, they're like, you stop doing it, tell the story. So I don't know, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I like one, two, three, six, and seven. Four and five are okay. You know? I haven't. Wa- I don't know if I watched seven. They're okay. They're they're not. They're not that great. They're not that bad. They're, I've seen worse, but whatever. So right. That's how I feel about it. Um, Raimi King asked me what what I thought about the Star Wars EU. I liked a lot of it. Hated a lot of it. I mean, the EU like. All they had to do, man, with these movies was pull the best parts of the EU and then create their own version of it, and they didn't. Is that extended universe? Extended universe. It starts with Air of the Empire and goes all the way up to whenever Disney... I stopped reading with the when they killed Chewbacca. Whatever book that was in 2000, 2001. These zombie... I don't know, it's fucking... This other thing called the Yuvon Zong appeared and killed Chewbacca, and I just was like, I'm done with it. So for me, the the real last book I read was Outbound Flight, the last two Zong books with um, Thrawn. Enjoyed those. Enjoyed the Wraith Squadron series a lot. Uh, I really enjoyed the Han Solo trilogy, which was his backstory, which they easily could have pulled for that movie. They didn't. So the Kessel Run was written much more fun. It was actually a fun thing. But like, Look, look at this. Just think about this for a second. So in this movie, it opens up with this thing where they're doing light speed skipping, right? Uh-huh. They never use it again. Never comes back. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what if that was something they had used in Solo to win the Kessel Run? And what if the Kessel Run had been more of an actual competition or a beard race, like beard <laughs> smoking the bandit or an actual race thing? or You know what I mean? And like yeah. the light speed skipping was something Lando was teaching them how to do or something. He's like, last time we did this, we almost killed ourselves. <laughs> and then looking at him, I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, like just crazy shit. Like, and that's like, and it's that, I don't know. Like, it's just shit like that, that they, they've created a universe and they're not pulling from it. Right. You know? And that's like, I, I, how can I, I had the same argument with, look, as a creator, I had this argument with Lucasfilm in a room in 2012. It was a conference call. We, we had the Star Wars license at Mad Engine, and the shirts weren't selling. It was just like goofy shirts, like Vader on a roller coaster with the Stormtroopers, right? 
Um, and they had just done the um, Phantom Menace 3D re-release that tanked, and none of the merch sold. So they were asking us, well, what can you do? And I'm like, it's not for us to make your property great. I can't do anything about that. You need to make that great. You know, and look, by the way, artists generally don't speak up on those, you know, the art director speak, but I felt the need to be like, so one fucking time, my entire life, I got, I'm going to be able to, you know what I mean? Say something directly to the fucking mouth of Sauron. So I'm going to fucking speak. And I was like, you need to read the Avengers just came out. They're kicking your ass. You know what I mean? Like you don't have a new movie. If the earliest you got a movie out today, it would be 2015. That's 10 years after the last movie you came out with, you know, you need to reboot it. You need to fucking make it relevant for kids these days and make the shit fun and adventurous. And like that will get people excited. Then they'll come and buy the shirts. We can't make star Wars sell. You have to, <laughs> we're just there to give people a piece of that to take home and wear and to be a part of, you know, right. And we give them, you want to give them a quality thing, not a generic fucking corporate driven thing. That's all we have to do is not get in the way of the thing you make great. We can't make your shit great. I didn't say shit to him, but you catch my point, you know? Mm-hmm. I literally was like, just reboot the movie, you know? <laughs> it was the funniest <laughs> fucking thing, dude. They did everything I said. They weren't listening to me, but I said it, you know? It was the funniest. So, right. whatever. And I feel now it's like the same thing. They need a writer's room. They need to put together arcs and st- Marvel has a thing a story development program where they hire writers and they just they put treatments together for right, things they never even shoot. So I guarantee you that this idea for like the 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 Scarlet Witch show where it's part 50s serial thing and also an MCU probably came from one of those weird pitches that they have internally. They need that, a story department just generating. They need to also embrace all the shit they already own. First thing I learned uh, in t-shirts was you don't have to create a new package. You can go to the archives and pull old art and remix it. So pull the oh, best wow. storylines from all these old books and comics and stuff. Stop saying the comics are canon. Let the comics be a training ground to develop ideas that could end up in the films. It's a bad move, man. You need a place to... You don't go and say the entire... Imagine if Marvel said uh, every comic is now MCU canon. Right. And and by the way, we're stopping all the current books and starting over only from this point in the movie. You you revolt, right? Oh yeah, it's bullshit. It's not that they didn't exist. We all know the comic book movies, the comic book material, and the books are their own weird continuity that doesn't always line up and doesn't affect the films. But you need a place to experiment, then pull from that stuff and make into a film. You know, the best of the same. That's what Marvel does. You know, successfully. I mean, this was the year, dude. Endgame kicked the shit out of Star Wars. It's not gonna Star Wars is not going to make more money than Endgame. And the last film in any series does more than the other two. When it comes to Star Wars, always has. You know, except for Revenge of the Sith, it went down and down and down. Like Jedi made way more money than the other films, and that's why he was like, "Well, everyone hated Jedi, but Jedi was the most successful." Ah, you know what I mean? We were dumb. <clears throat> we were naive. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> I was there, Gandalf, 3,000 years ago, you know? So, but I, by, I'm an optimistic dude. Um, the best Star Wars yet to come, <clears throat> you know? I wish he'd make a Han Solo series, uh, the storyline. Remember Carlos Maglia did that Star Wars Underworld comic? Mm-hmm. I wish he'd make that and adapt that into a Disney Plus series. 
It was fun. It was a cool. fun series. Yeah. Had Jawas and Twists and Turns and Boba Fett, and it was fun. Yeah. I wish more of the comics were fun like that. Not so fucking serious. Their shit's... It's like they take their shit so serious. Can you... You know, it's like when... When a band start or a musician starts to take their shit too serious. Yeah. You know? And you're like, uh... <laughs> like they start dressing up in silver. You know? <laughs> you know? And start calling themselves God. It's kind of a problem. You know? Oh. But man, my big wake-up call was in 99 when I thought The Phantom Menace was going to be the greatest thing ever. And then this fucking movie I had no interest in called The Matrix came out. I had no interest in this. I was like, fuck that trailer. I don't care. Johnny Mnemonic. Didn't give a shit about Cyberpunk. Wasn't my thing. I was in the army. had nothing better to do. Walked in the theater. No fucking watch this movie. Mind blown. What the fuck? <laughs> 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 you know what I mean like so there you go alright Brandon is there anything else someone had a question do I have any freelance work that I'm working on now yes yes I do and I can't talk about it <laughs> I get paid good money to not talk about it so I won't. But this is the last show of the year. We will see you on the other side of 2020. I will let you know. So what do we got coming up? We got art-wise. Art-wise. Um, commissions are going to be on the weekends. So that's happening. Um, this week I'll be streaming. Uh, not tomorrow or Christmas Day. Because I, my wife will kill me if I work. Um, I will be streaming Megavision. So we're wrapping up Megavision's issue 9 this week um, and into next week and uh, that involves TMNT piece uh, the virtual on cover and then some interior stuff we're going to wrap up and then into 2020 uh, we'll be doing Game Cave the comic regularly as well so I have about three, the first three to four hours of my day we'll be working on that and then I'll be doing my freelance so I'll be streaming as much of that as I can um, so I will have a regular stream schedule for that as I feel fit to do it. I want to make sure that the streams aren't um, dragging out that process. If it, if it looks like making Game Cave live doesn't work, I'll record it on my end and then put them together for uploads and then just stream the commissions. I will always stream the commissions. So the commissions will be streamed always. So right. that's coming. Yeah. And Brandon may or may not actually finish a comic ever. <laughs> so I will be, I want to preface this. I will be posting some, basically I took the first episode of Rick and Morty and just took the first part of the show and just kind of tried drawing it their style. And also with help from Rob, trying to elaborate on certain things that he's showed me before and style and such. So I'll be posting what i've done and there's gonna be a couple panels where you're like that looks just like the show yes i get it it looks like i what i did i looked at the episodes screenshots and i tried redrawing them as close as i could to get the whole feel of the rick and morty because of something me and rob are going to work on so i know I'll hit, i'm going to hear a lot of shit like oh you just you just redrawn rick and morty yes that was the point the point was to draw rick and morty 
and also get an idea of how they color things, how their art style, how they tell a story, because Rob is going to have me tell a story. And the Rick and Morty style and the world that how that is fits with what we're trying to do. Someday. Also, yeah, also, also, uh, our other, our dungeon thing will be done as well. Yeah, I got to figure out a good timeline for that because um, I'm a little kickstarted out right now. All right. We got to, we got to talk about when a good release for that. If I jump right into another one, I'll, I'll fucking dry my, I, I can't do it. Sure. Like a little, no, I, I got a little PTSKD, you know, <laughs> post traumatic PTSD. It'll be broke a little longer, I guess. It'll be a little bit longer, but you got you got to bear with me, Brandy. You know, underwriting a thirteen thousand dollars check will tear the fun out of it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. we will definitely where get to else, that. Where else do I have to go? Where else? Do, where else am I gonna go? Right. Where else are you gonna go? Really like, what else do you have to do? Right. I got it's, nothing. It's sitting there. It's sitting. All right. I want you all to have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Christmas, whatever you celebrate. Don't happy celebrate. Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, Happy Feliz Festivus. Navidad. Merry Festivus. That's what I celebrate. Merry Tatermas. Tatermas. And mm-hmm. I will see you all again in 2015. Well, 20, 2015. Jesus. Jesus, Rob. And I'm the one fucking up tonight. To be fair, I've had a whole cup of wine. To What's your fair. excuse? What's to your be, excuse? Yeah. What's your excuse? Shout out to my Letter Kenny fans with that one. To be fair. Actually, I'll see you guys all literally in two days when I'm streaming Megavision. So if you want to join in, join in there. And if you want to support the show, uh, there's links. You go to ko-fi.com forward slash sketchcraft. You can do tip me a coffee. You got the Streamlabs link. You can always donate there. Throw in a few bucks. Buy Rob a coffee. Appreciate it. Tell you all later. Say goodbye, Brandon. Bye, Brandon. Thank you.